Welcome to day 63 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Deuteronomy chapters 29 through 31 and Psalm 26. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. When I was a kid, our family would end up on vacation to Disneyland about every three or four years. I remember being in elementary school the first time I saw the attraction Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And apart from the impressive animatronics for its time, I remember thinking how interesting it was that Disney had figured out how to take old speeches from the previous century, like Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, and somehow make them sound relevant to that moment. The genius of the attraction was not the technology as much as the ability to make the old become new and relevant again. Chapters 29 and 30 of Deuteronomy record the third and final speech of Moses to the people. This is his farewell address. And I know I've made this point two or three other times, but I find it important and fascinating. I would love for you to notice in these chapters how, on the one hand, Moses is speaking to the generation about to enter into the promised land. He's recounting the history of Israel and Egypt in the wilderness. But at the same time, he's speaking to future generations, and in particular, the generation of people who were in exile in Babylon about eight centuries later, about to re-enter the land and rebuild the temple. And in places like verse 28, he even describes how the sin will force God to throw them into other lands. And he even says that's how things still stand today. That Moses is heard not just in his own context, but through this text is heard in a context eight centuries later. The editors of these texts, like the Imagineers of Disney, were able to take an 800-year-old speech of Moses and make it fresh to the ears of 6th century Babylonian exiles. In chapter 30, Moses invites the generation of Joshua entering the land and the future exiles headed back into the land after being expelled from it to choose the life of God over the death and brokenness of sin. One of the things I love about chapter 30 is its optimism of grace. Both Moses and the future exiles are frustrated at the lack of obedience on the part of their ancestors, but even in themselves. It makes one wonder, is living into this law even possible? There are some parts of the Christian tradition that have answered that question, yes, it's impossible. In fact, that's the whole point of the law, to frustrate us and to get us to give up on obedience and trust in grace. But I'm not sure that's right. At least that's certainly not what Moses expects here. What he expects is this new generation to be obedient, but not because they will have more willpower or more moral gumption than their parents and grandparents. Moses believes, however, that they can live into God's expectation because the word has come near to them. And most importantly, God can circumcise not just their bodies, but more importantly, their hearts. There's a hope here that this holy life is actually not impossible, but something God might actually empower them to do. Chapter 31 officially begins the transition from Moses to Joshua. The repeated refrain over Joshua's leadership will be, be strong and do not be afraid. The law is written down and placed beside the ark to be kept in operation by the priests and Levites. Its presence will be there to bear witness to what God wants his people to be. The final verse of chapter 31 probably should have been the first verse of chapter 32 because 
It introduces a final mosaic song or poem of instruction for the people that will take up two of the last three chapters. But we'll get to that final song or poem tomorrow. The psalm for today, Psalm 26, fits well because it's a prayer that invites God to examine our heart and keep his faithful love right in front of us. My favorite verse in the psalm is verse 8. After describing all these bad things that the psalmist is learning to reject, he prays, I love the beauty of your house, Lord. I love the place where your glory dwells. This is what circumcision of the heart looks like, putting aside all that is sinful and broken and rehabiting our heart to love God and the things of God and the invitation of God to learn God's life. The scripture doesn't just reimagine these ancient words of Moses for the exile generation. It offers them up as an invitation to this generation as well. So read these chapters carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, questions, and prayers. And allow the Lord to come near and reshape your heart in obedience to his purposes. Our text for tomorrow, finish our journey through Deuteronomy. We read chapters 32 through 34. I'll talk to you tomorrow.